Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome, everyone. This is the Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. This program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League, sponsored by BNN TV Radio. We're here at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station. We're really happy to be here today. So much is going on. We don't know where to start, but we just hope that each and every one of you had a wonderful picnic celebration. And then again, I hope that you took time to meditate about what July 4th really means. A lot of people don't know what it means. They go downtown shopping, spending all their money and raising the interest rate on their credit cards. And, well, certainly hope that... Uh, you're able to pay those bills, but the way things are going up, especially the gas prices, have you seen the prices of putting some petrol in your car? I don't know if it'll ever go down. What do you think? Those prices are sky high, and I'm telling you, you don't want to try to get some other transportation from a rental car place. You're really going to get whipped. So we got to do something about it, but what is it? that we need to do with this inflation curve. I never knew anything about inflation until here in the last few years, uh, not with just the Biden administration, but with the administration that was before the Biden administration. It just didn't pop up. It's a process involved. It's a timely process involved. It's layoff. It's hiring. It's prices going up. It's turmoil in the economy. The greedy take over from the needy. Yeah, I like that, right? The greedy take over from the needy. Folks, speaking of needy, I just want to say thank you to the Mass General Hospitals home-based program for veterans that are facing trauma or living with trauma, unable to cope with trauma, and the Boston Red Sox Foundation, who on July the 30th are welcoming black veterans at the Fenway before there's a baseball game between the Red Sox and the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, this is to honor black veterans. Honor black veterans. What a wonderful thing to do, trying to make amends, trying to get people to understand that black veterans served in every war from the American Revolution up until today. That's right. And one of the ways that we are commemorating and honoring black veterans is to put a statue of General Edward O. Gordine, that's G-O-U-R-D-I-N, in the Nubian Square area directly across the street in the little park from Boston Police Station 2. It's going up. I don't know when. I know that the veterans and friends Committee for the General Edward R. Gordine Park is working very hard 
And let me correct myself. It is the General Edward O. Gordon Veterans Memorial Park. You got to get that word in there, veterans. And again, July the 30th, before the game at the Fenway, there's going to be a program honoring black veterans. During the this program, I, I may venture and talk a little bit about the, the history of those that have served with honor. I may talk about the 369th Harlem Regiment that fought gallant honor. They did. 1918 World War I, the 369th Infantry Regiment was in France. They were in France fighting with the French, fighting for a freedom that they didn't even have as Americans. That's ironic, huh? You're fighting for freedom for someone but you don't have freedom for yourself. So when you look at 1776 and you look at the Constitution, black Americans, while included in the struggle, were not thought about when the Constitution of the United States was written. That's why they have a few constitutional Amendments. And as I think about it, I don't remember in school and junior high when our civics classes talked about what the Constitution meant then, what it means now, and how we even have a Constitution, and what was the role of the black man and the black woman during this time. Welcome again to the Other Page Radio here at WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And my name is Haywood Fennell, Sr., and I am a veteran. We'll be right back. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. Potential is everywhere. It's in every child in every community. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Eastern Massachusetts works to transform communities by empowering, defending, and igniting the potential of youth across Eastern Massachusetts, ensuring every child has the support from caring adults that they need for healthy development and success in life. Big Brothers Big Sisters fosters one-to-one -one mentoring relationships between child and adult, helping the youth in our communities achieve their fullest potential. 
But at any given moment, there are hundreds of children in our region in need of a caring adult role model. Do you have what it takes to become a defender of potential? You can learn more at massbaybigs.org. Back again, folks, the other page radio. Hey, we Fennell here, senior. Um, I want you to understand that these public service announcements are very important. Big brother, big sister, I'm familiar with them and their mentoring plan. I've been doing it for quite some time. And that's one of the things that mentoring does. It gives the mentor an opportunity to hear some of the thoughts of our young people. A lot of times, I remember people used to say, hush, this is a grown folks' conversation. Just listen. And, you know, we looked at them, and then they would say, don't look at me like that. I say, this is grown folks' conversation. I think it's about time that we listen to our young people and include them in our conversations because respect between the elders and the youth is like waning, if that's the right word. We have to be more cognizant of what the children have to say. They have something to say. And some of those thoughts are good thoughts. Some of them are not so good thoughts. And some of them are bad thoughts. And we have to be able as adults to decipher what they are saying or what they are not saying that produces an outcome that is not good. Think about that now. Big Brothers, Big Sisters is an organization that works with kids and we need to expand that strategy and let the children talk. Let them say what's on their hearts. Let them be treated like they will become adults. There's nothing wrong with it, folks. Just my opinion. Hope you agree. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Well, that holiday has passed, and holidays are supposed to be days of relaxation and, like I said before, meditation and celebrating family. And that's about what I did yesterday. I uh, was involved uh, with the family, and thank you so much. Folks over there where I was celebrating with you all. And they were uh, all a little down because the matriarch wasn't up as they had expected her to be because she's 100 years old. 
100 years old is more than fantastic. It is so invigorating because this lady, this mother, this grandmother, this great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother, they're so rare, and you should see that family. They are on it. They have grown in generations to outdo the other generation. She might not be feeling good the other day, but if she just thinks about all the great things that she's done as a black woman to raise a family of law-abiding citizens that turn out to be community leaders, educators, that's really something. And so what I'm trying to say is that we should be more encouraging to our young people. We shouldn't be discouraging and have them reluctant to talk about things. We should try to inspire our children to talk about what's on their minds so that they can better be understood because sometimes it's better to understand than to be understood. If you understand what your child is saying, then you understand what your child is thinking. And you can grow that thought or you can stop that thought if it's not going to help that child. One of the things that we want to encourage is individualism at the point when the child becomes uh, a follower. We got too many followers. We need some leaders now. And leaders don't wait until they get 21 to decide that they want to be a leader. They learn early, and they follow solid examples in most cases. Young people today are all that we have. And so we need to invest more in them so that their lives and the outcomes for our community's safety will not be in doubt. If your child cannot read and struggling around literacy, grab a book and read with your child. Because a family that reads together learns together. And then today I want to just again say that the Veterans Brigade, Reading Brigade, will be present at the Fenway on July 30th at the Honoring for Black Veterans and their contributions. We can never honor our veterans enough. Today we see so much mental health and substance abuse disorders and our veterans unable to cope and find themselves displaced with issues that we're not really addressing. 
Let's come together as a community, and you don't have to be a veteran to help a veteran. Veterans are not beggars, but they need help. I'd like to see a veteran service center, a large one, a large one in Roxbury. They are planning to move Jamaica Plain services, a lot of them, to the West Roxbury VA campus. And that means that the reduction in services means that the veterans that live in this community will have to travel, travel, not in the limousine, on the bus, or on buses that are designated for travel to pick them up and be drove over to West Roxbury VA. Why can't we have a large campus in Roxbury like they do in New Bedford, like they do in Brockton, like they do in Chelsea, like they do in other places for our veterans right here in Roxbury. Why can't we do that? I've been asking for veteran services in Roxbury during the time of the late Thomas M. Menino. And now we have another mayor, Michelle Wu, and I'm still asking. And I'm not going to stop asking because veterans served and they deserve. This is the other page radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Back again, folks. I was just in thought right then. I apologize. You know what? I remember 25 years ago. 25 years ago, quarter of a century, everybody. Hey! And I was living in a shelter, a Long Island shelter. Just got out of the VA hospital. Substance abuse detox with a plan, a strategy, if you will. And that came about while I was in the detox at the VA hospital in Jamaica Plain on the seventh floor, the drug addiction floor. And boy, was I sick from the drug withdrawal. But I wasn't sick that I couldn't pray. I pray a lot. 
And I asked the Lord to help me get clean from using drugs and to write. Only two things I asked for. And so, 25 years later, things have gotten much greater. I'm writing. I'm advocating for veterans, improved services, a sensitivity for care and service delivery from those that have been delivering services without cultural sensitivity. And so on November the 12th and the 13th of this year at Roxbury Community College in the Media Arts Center, the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company, a leading community-based theater program, celebrates 25 years of performing our history. That is no mystery. We are who we say we are. We will be performing the Harlem Renaissance Revisited with a Boston flavor. We will be collaborating with Stages, S-T-A-J-E-Z, Cultural Arts Center out of Randolph, formerly here in Boston, founded by Sophia Hayes Caldwell one of the most dynamic dancing companies in the New England area. They will bring in and introduce a segment that we have not had before. They will bring hip-hop performance to this production. And we see an expanded audience of young people having the opportunity to see their history perform. There is nothing like the Harlem Renaissance era as a part of American history. Not just black history, American history. It is about struggle and triumph over social barriers and other adversities associated with racism. November the 12th, we will honor during our performance the black veterans keeping an earlier group that I spoke about in mind, which was the 369th Infantry Regiment out of Harlem sometimes called the Hell Fighters, and other times in France they were called the Men of Bronze. They were there in World War I, black veterans fighting, dying for a freedom in France that they did not have in America. 1918, folks, 
And then in 1921, black people that were artists and intellectuals, Paul Robeson, Josephine Baker, Langston Hughes, Zora Neale Hurston, Duke Ellington, began to go to Europe to do the things on stage and with other talents that they couldn't do in America. And they met some of those valent, brave, honorable members of the 369th Infantry Regiment from Harlem in France, and in particular, Paris. And they would mingle. They became friends, and then they realized that America was their home, not France. They weren't in France in 1776 when they were a part of the American Revolution. They weren't in France during the Great Migration after the Emancipation Proclamation, leaving to find a better life in America rather than to stay where they were. A lot of those people came to New York City, stayed in Harlem. As the whites left the city, moved up into Westchester County, Places like that, Sheepshead Bay and Brooklyn, they were getting paid and they didn't want to be with black people, many of them. No problem, none at all, because they were able to make Harlem like a black metropolis. People would be able to perform, but not on the stage that they wanted. And so slowly they began to drift eastward to Europe. Some even went to England, dancing on the stages and singing and doing poetry and writing books and speaking different languages. And by the way, I encourage bilingual education. And so the Harlem Renaissance began, and black veterans were involved. See, the black veteran was everywhere trying to do things. And it was their own comrades that tried to make them look bad. Sometimes they would even say that black soldiers had a tail a lot of derogatory things were said about our blackness. But nobody could deny the black bravery that saved the people of France. So when you go, if you go, July the 30th, to Fenway Stadium to be honored as a black veteran, July 30th, then 
watch a baseball game, remember who you are honoring. The brave black men and some women that have given their lives throughout the history of the United States of America. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. This program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League and supported by BNN TV Radio. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back again, folks, we want to get our PSAs in as much as possible because there's nothing as bad as having news that is worthy to be reported to our listeners and don't do it. No, we want you to listen to our PSAs because PSA, public service announcement, and here we do that. We want you to know. We don't want you to go and don't know. I was talking earlier about our veterans. And one of the things that I haven't been able to talk about enough is our Veterans Reading Brigade. And when I say that, I'm going to say a few other things, too. When you go in the military, you got to take a test. It kind of measure your potential and your education and how you respond to certain things and then they're able to determine where you are going to be learning in the military complex. Are you going to be a rifleman? Are you going to be artillery? Are you going to be a medical person? It's all based on the tests that they're giving you, a few tests. But the key is literacy. Key is reading, arts, and appreciation. Last week they were all up and about, you know, celebrating because they were able, talking about these educators and these educational organizations and the teachers union, etc. We're talking about the possibility that the Boston Public Schools are going to receivership. Now, I don't know if you know what receivership is. But I do know that you probably got a sense that's not good. And you're right. 
folks. The Veterans Reading Brigade is in existence because we want to help our kids learn how to read. And in so doing, learn how to share what they've read and to discuss it on all levels. Reading is more than fundamental. Reading is one of the major keys for early childhood development that will be sound. We should have our kids in school at the age of five, not six. You've been sending the kids to school at the age of six, mandatory for the last, I don't know, at least 60 years. Kids can learn verbatim hip-hop that they hear in their homes said and on the radio. And at four years old, if you can retain like that to recite verbatim, why shouldn't you be able to read at four or five years old? When you go to school, you go into school already knowing how to read. What's wrong with that? Prepare your child to go to school. It's not the school's responsibility to prepare your child to go to school. The school's responsibility is to prepare your child to learn. But the first step in learning is in the house. And the key to learning is reading. Veterans Reading Brigade, celebrating now, sixth year. We're looking for veterans as well as non-veterans. I have a number for you. You can, if you want, 857-204-5312. I'm sure somebody, if no one picks up, will return your call. Because if you can't read, you can't compete. If you can't compete, you're going to cheat. And if you cheat, some other ideas are going to come into your head called shortcuts. Sometimes Criminal thoughts, small stuff, yet criminal. And if you get arrested, they take your fingerprints. You become a member for life of the Corey Club. Criminal offenders record identification is a system in place to track you if you have ever been arrested before and been fingerprinted, and it is used to determine by some people whether you get an education, whether you get a job, or whether you get housing. So, make reading a vehicle to take you to other places that you could never have gone.
right there in that book. Computers are beautiful. They are. They do some fantastic things. I mean, whoa, my grandkids and my kids and maybe, maybe some of yours have children, and they are genius when it comes to using those machines. The thing about the computer is that the computer doesn't talk. You know, and we need to be responsible for what they read and what they understand, so we got to talk to them. That's what mentoring is all about. Why not, why not have, like they have, you know, sports camps, People go to some celebrity athlete's sports camp and you pay, you know, large sum of money to learn how to throw a ball or shoot a ball or tackle someone. A literacy camp as sponsored by the Veterans Reading Brigade allows you to T-H-I-N-K. Think. Not think because you don't know how to read. One of the most disappointing things that I saw a couple of years ago was when I did an internship and uh, they had a lot of young people there. Very few of them could read on the level that represented the grade that they were in. I've been told about the passing of students in school instead of promoting them based on their merits. Some kids go to school and schools are just Just factories for non-thinkers. Instead of learning how to read and move forward, they want to be the smooth criminal. They want a Corey because there's no parental guidance that's needed early on to help this child with his thinking, leaving them sinking. No dreams, no aspirations. Because the parents don't have any. Let's take the shortcut, become a basketball player. You know how many people can become a LeBron James? But on the other hand, do you know the amount of people that can earn salaries in six and seven figures by knowing how to read and using that read as a Thermometer for their learning, their learning level, so that they can make a six-figure salary and don't have to shoot no basketball or throw no football or throw no baseball or kick no soccer ball. The Other Page Radio, my name is Haywood Fennell. This program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League, sponsored by W. Sponsored 
by BNN TV. I'm sorry. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. That's what I meant to say. But anyway, what I'm saying is that if you're a veteran and you need some help, think about 857-204-5312. Let's see what we can do. We are getting ready to celebrate the 25th. That's a quarter of a century, people. Some of our listeners aren't even 25 years old. We've been around longer than some of our listeners. These veterans, volunteer organization that founded, formed, and are shaping history's learning through participation in the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company. We have auditions coming up, and we have a a phone number. You got to make an appointment, and you got to do two sittings. You interviewed, you audition, and then you come back and talk a little bit more about why you want to be a part of the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company. 857-204-5312. Now, sadly, I want to talk a little bit about a friend who passed away, and today they were having his send-off, a man in the music world, a man from our community that loved this community, a man that we're going to miss. I'm talking about Brother Larry Wu. Larry Wu. He passed. Services were held. But he will not be forgotten. This brother was a songwriter, a mentor to many in the music world. Used to sing here in Boston with the Ambitions. And they went to a lot of places, international places. This is Brother Larry Wu. We love you, Larry. We have big love for what you've done, what you stood for, man. We send our loves to your family. We here at the other page radio rule really miss you. We'll do something a little more on you, but right now I just want to let my listening audience know that you're going on to the other side. We'll see you. We'll hear your music before we see you, brother. Because you was a music man. Larry Wu, gone, but Never to be forgotten. Thank you, Larry. God bless you and your family. Folks, we're moving forward to calling it a day. But we just want to thank you for being a part of our show today. Remember, veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. 
know the history of the veterans. And when you stand, if you stand, on July the 30th at Fenway Park, remember who stood for you. Remember how they were treated and still being treated. Demand, command, not the same words. Command is something that you're told to do. Demand is something that you're asked to do. Demand that we be recognized for all of our history as a black veteran in the United States military. I salute you all. It's been a great show. My name is Haywood Fennell, Senior Veteran, Triad Veterans League Founder. God bless you. Thank you for your service. And don't forget, veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. Bring us to the table. Take us off the table as in lunch and understand together we can make a difference in our community. And we are looking forward to seeing you all another time. Thank you and God bless.